Hold on, hold on. Before we start this off, I got a bone to pick with y'all. Our so-called uh, active listeners and, you know, you you guys hit us up every week and whatnot. No one realized that we didn't do an episode last week. No one checked up on us like, hey, Sherry, are you alive? Hey, Saad, are you okay? What happened, guys? You didn't release your weekly episode that you guys <laughs> normally do, you know? So I got a bone to pick with y'all. That was a test on our part. Yeah. We had an episode ready to upload, already mm-hmm. produced. We recorded it, but we decided, you know what? Let's see if they care. Yeah, we weren't you busy guys at all. Care. So you guys are never going to get that episode, and it was really good. Yeah. That's... We we got Jada Pinkett Smith on the podcast to talk about what happened. We did our own version of Red Table Talk, and she spilled some beans that will never be seen to you bean fiending you were a bunch of spoiled children. Yes. And for that, you were getting jacked. Today is April 3rd, 2022. This is episode 40 of Hot Pocket Fasting Sod on the mic. Yeah, this is Sherior. And uh, it is the holy month of Ramadan. Yeah, Ramadan Mubarak, everyone. So we're going to lay out some ground rules for this episode and for the rest of the episodes we do in this holy month. We got yeah. like tw- 28 more days, 29 more days about, Tw- give or take. Yeah, 28. So like three, four episodes yeah. tops. Number one. You can't judge us when we have brain farts. You can't judge us when we have brain farts because <laughs> we're running on fumes. Yeah. Two, these episodes might be shorter because we are running on fumes. Yes. Three, and this is more of a, a promise to ourselves. I think we should try and cut down, and I'm really talking to myself here, the cursing. <laughs> Yo, I... This, <laughs> this is, is the so, hardest part about this is so This is so funny because I genuinely was thinking about what to talk about this episode, and I, w- I wanted to do like a, oh, what are you going to do with like your Ramzan? Like, what's your goals? I was I was literally going to suggest that. Like, hey, well, we should probably dial back on yeah. the cursing because, like, you know, a little bit more friendly. We, and we also, like, <laughs> for, the, for Ramzan. On, on the day of judgment... Yeah, God is gonna look at us. We're at the, we're at the gates of heaven. <laughs> He's gonna open up Spotify, just hit play, <laughs> and you're gonna hear some wild stuff. They're gonna be like, hey, "Get get back in the line. Get back. Get no, back. no, no, don't get back in this line. Go to the other, other line. line. Go yeah. to one down there. Everyone else is gonna be getting their book read of like their good deeds and bad deeds. <laughs> while we'll just have a tape playing from some quote, <laughs> episode thirty-eight. You said this. <laughs> <laughs> what did you mean? What did you mean by that? Grandma got that. <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. Uh, but yeah, it's it's the holy month, so we got a little bit of another sampler plate. Um, yeah, we we did miss last week because of scheduling conflicts and stuff. So it we're happens. easing it back into it for episode forty. Uh, the Will Smith Chris Rock kerfluffle happened. Yeah, that was last weekend. That was last weekend. Last, the Oscars were last weekend, and I'm sure everyone's heard by now. Everyone's got their Will takes Smith out there. went out and smacked. Oh, oops. Already Keep messed up. My wife's name out your mother. I don't think he said mother effing. I think he just, he just said effing. Effing. So that's you. Yeah, he smacked Chris Rock for making a GI Jane joke about his wife's bald head. And by the way, this is the the worst part about this whole story. The most despicable part about the story. What is it? It was a terrible joke. That was that's barely a joke. Yeah, it's not. I'm not. I'm not saying terrible joke. Like how could he? I mean, just mean like as a it joke, was, it sucked. It was a low hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he saw her bald head. I don't even think Jada Pinkett Smith was in that movie. <laughs> I think it was uh, Renee Zellweger. I don't know. Hold up, we're, we'll look it up. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I feel like I stood with. I understand some of the 
some of the support that's coming from Will Smith, like, oh, he protected his family. He did this. Like, this is what a man... Like, okay, time out. I just want to put it out there. Like, everyone knows that they have, like, what, an open relationship where she had that entanglement and, like, embarrassed this man in front of, like, a national audience and whatnot. And it's like, this is what you're choosing to get mad over? Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Was the one in G.I. Jane. Oh, yeah, completely non-sequitur. Yeah, it was, so it wasn't even Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, no. That, the, the, the thing was, Demi Moore was, like, bald in that. No, I understand it, okay. but it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like as a joke, it just doesn't work yeah. on any cylinder. I, I thought the joke was funny. You and know, also, right. like, I said this to you earlier, and I might be in... I'm not a doctor or anything, but when did alopecia become, like, cancer? Like, when did alopecia become something like a detrimental disease to you? I understand that losing your hair and having, like, bald spots is definitely, like, a... a what, 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 how, how should I word this? Um, Brain fart number one. Confidence. Jesus Christ. Confidence. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Everyone knows that I have not had coffee today, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, alopecia definitely takes a hit at your confidence, which, you know, affects a lot of other personality points of yourself. And like, you know, it's it's hard for yourself to deal with. But I don't want to make an assumption on like how people actually with alopecia feel and whatnot. But I, do I think if you're going to poke a joke about like some health issue, I think alopecia is OK. <laughs> oh, I think alopecia is OK. I think cancer and like leprosy <laughs> like polio <laughs> i mean yeah okay, yeah yeah like like, <laughs> like i don't think anybody i don't think people with alopecia would argue that they have it as bad as somebody with with leprosy exactly i want to meet that first <laughs> right. like, bro did you have the world's most beautiful hair before right. you, i had the world's most gorgeous locks i lost everything yeah. now i'm ugly i'm unemployed i'm homeless yeah and also like the other thing with jada pickett smith is that she also she came out and i saw this article she came out and she was like i'm okay with it like i'm i've come to terms like like I'm the first one to like joke about it and laugh. It's like okay, like you're you're coming to terms with it, which is great for you and like great for the image and whatnot. And you know, for all the people who have alopecia out there, she's being like a role model for them. Great. But my thing is, when you enter an atmosphere like an award show, mm-hmm. and there's a history of comedians coming up and like poking fun at the audience and like whatever they're in the where whatever they're in the news for, you gotta expect that. Right, like you're engaging in that atmosphere, you have like you're taking on that risk, and like that should be okay for other people to poke fun at what you're going through, especially in the me- in the news media. No one's saying like, no one said like, oh hey Jada, like had fun fucking August and stuff. Like no, no one said that. They just poked fun at something. Well, Twitter, did. Oh, Twitter, Twitter did. Twitter went to town but, but like, on that right but, after. But Chris Rock, Chris who Rock was like it. on the other end of getting slack, didn't. Although it is my understanding that Chris Rock has been both in previous, like I think 2016 Oscars and like I think just like interpersonally, he's been making a bunch of snide Jokes comments about them. I did yeah, know. like I, like I, I it definitely seems like like this was like the tipping point for Will, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, here's the thing, and we we both talked about this off mic. People are trying to make a big philosophical or or, or think piece about this. Yeah. Like, what does this represent? What does this say about Trump society? To do with the- <laughs> Shut up! It's just a slap. It's funny. I think if you're gonna make a point, there is a point about how, in particular, certain groups, i.e., like here, black women, mm-hmm. do get to be the butt of the jokes way more often. That's the one point yeah. that I that I agree with. Like, a lot of people came out and was like, "Hey, like." This is Oscars have always been a predominantly white atmosphere and white yeah. circle, and they're like, this is a common theme where black black women are the butt of 
every joke yeah. or a jokes and Oscars are not stop. just in general. Yeah, like, they have yeah. it all the time. And then Chris Rock had a documentary about black hair, which, from my understanding, is pretty like dismissive of like black women's like issues with their hair or like you know how people like won't hire them for wearing their hair a certain way yeah, like, white, natural like hair, he, yeah. he like makes fun of it a lot so like i think in particular there's like, another thing too where he's mm-hmm. kind of coming at it from a place of hostility yeah like even though you can dress it up as a joke and i'm saying this is somebody i mean y'all have listened to what i say in this podcast <laughs> right i don't care i will say whatever i want to if i said something that was pointed and about a group or a specific person, that person was like in front of me or somebody close to them was in front of me. I'm not going to get upset and shocked if they like want to throw hands. Right. Right. Like I'll, I'll try to defend myself, like obviously, but I'm not going to be like, how could you? I'm just making like you say you're not going to hide behind the joke. I'm not going to hide yeah. behind the joke. I was like, all right, that's fair. Like at if a certain, you're upset, it's fair. Yeah. At a certain point, I think people do need to like drop the whole like well actually comedy is like a sacred art and this is free this is not free speech it's not free expression this is like a one-time thing that's like not gonna have carry over mm-hmm. it's such a specific incident and it's like about two people who clearly already have a little beef beef yeah. do i think will should have done it that way not necessarily but i also like listen if you just want to slap somebody for coming at your wife like i would probably do something similar-ish yeah. i don't know if i would go I up guess, and slap i guess my f- philosophical question here is is your wife worth protecting like that you know what i mean like if my wife is like i don't like the way you looked at me <laughs> i think if yes my she wife, is i think if my wife is out there like in entanglements oh and, like, embarrassing me like that it's like all right like here take a little bit of a joke like you know what i mean but again then then again like i don't know that there's always two sides to the story if she had an entanglement i'm sure if that was like their agreement i'm sure will smith was piping margot robbie when they were doing a movie which if that's the case then you know, eye for an eye, it's all good for in all. You know, that settles their thing. But yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I, I, I get what you're saying about like you know, if comedy shouldn't be just like a free form for you to be disrespectful to other people. I think no, there no, should it, be a it, limit. It, it can be like if you want to go ahead, but it's like. You know, people say the ref, F, F the, around to find out. Yeah. See, look at that. Look how good I was. I did yeah. not say the actual word. There. Oh, good job. F I've around to find out doesn't mean you don't F around. It just means. You, you might find it. out. You find out. Yeah, like you. There's the consequences of your actions, and I think that's a good. I think my my stance on this is that on both sides, it was f around and find out. Right? Like you show up to an award show, you're gonna get made fun of in one way or another, mm-hmm. and you showed up, you took on that risk, and you got made fun of. Yeah. Just like if you go on Twitter and you start talking, <laughs> dang, I messed up again. You know, it's talking number sm- two, talking smack about um. You engage in a different conversation or discussion, uh-huh. you better be ready to be made fun of or like come back at you, right? So, so I- you're taking that and then I agree with you where it's mm-hmm. like you can make the joke, but if you make the joke, like yeah. find out what happens. I think afterwards. the way where Hot Pocket stands is that conflict happens. Yeah. Conflict it's not about conflict being okay because that makes it seem like, oh, we are saying it's okay. Like conflict just happens. You have to be okay with yeah. it. You can't choose. Really, my particular stance is that like in particular with like white people getting crazy upset about like this is oh, traumatizing this is trauma listen will smith is an abuser this, and this is, is normalizing violence violence is very normal and happens all the time yeah you, you just had to be forced to see it by the way hollywood is full of pedophiles oh yeah rapists money laundering labor exploitation i guarantee you a good chunk of the movies that were like nominated or being celebrated at this oscars were probably about bombing people overseas All right, ladies and gentlemen, 
this is segment two of our mixed platter array, and I am thinking about food because it is Ramadan. So, I guess we're, we'll just have like a kind of discussion on this. Um, I think a lot of our listeners probably already know what Ram- Ramadan is. It's the ninth month in the Islamic calendar. It's the holiest of months because this is the month that the Quran was revealed to our prophet. and In a cave. He had no lighting. Yeah, he had no lighting. and Brain fart number three, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, it's a we very holy month. We fast for 30 days. Sunrise, sunset, the meaning of fasting, a lot of people interpret it a different way, but the but the basic meaning is that we are doing this solely for Allah. Like, we are doing this for Him. We're, this is a sacrifice that we're making for Him. A lot of other people like to interpret it as like, oh, you know, we like to feel what the poor people feel. And this and that. And sure, that is a byproduct of fasting. But realistically, what the meaning is, we're doing this for Allah and for His sacrifice, right? We'll speak from our own experiences on this, and we'll kind of talk about, like, what's the hardest parts of Ramzan? Like, what do we actually change within ourselves about, like, within the month of Ramzan? Like, what what is actually the differentiating factor of our daily life yeah. and then our daily life within Ramzan, right? Yeah. You can you can take this off first. Like, what do you think is the hardest part of oh, that's, Ramzan? That's a no-brainer. <laughs> Pass the food to Bro, Ramadan. What is the well, hardest part? Dis- despite... Despite that name, right? Despite people's preconceived notions, mm-hmm. I can go without food and water, no problem. Mm. I don't think that's ever been the only time it's ever been an issue for me is if I was working out or hiking or doing something like crazy hard in terms of exercise. Right. Where like, yeah, obviously it's going to deplete you. Yeah. But just during the regular day, if I'm like doing errands or like sitting at home, I don't care. I don't mind. Yeah. The coffee mm. is it, it's lacking, and I'm slacking. Yeah. The migraines are crazy hard. Yep. More importantly, like you can push to a migraine, right? It's just pain. You know, pain. Pain is just weakness you're leaving your body. All right, whatever, right? The fatigue, yeah, is difficult because it'll be two p.m. and I'm like, I need to nap for three hours because normally my body would have a stimulant going through. Yeah, uh, I've gotten better at finding ways of dealing with that, and I think a lot of this comes from like doing a lot more yoga in the past two years. Where I learned. Wow, just really good breathing exercises wakes you up. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. Like if I'm driving late at night, I just start. You breathe like into your feet, your butt, like your lats. So you just breathe. Stop doing yoga in the middle of driving on the highway. Doing tree pose while I'm a 495. But it, it wakes you up, right? So I found ways to deal with that. But I always make sure, like obviously when like when I was younger, and the same way that most people did when you were younger, because you just didn't have that many responsibilities, right? I slept, you know, like yeah. I, I would, one, you, you stay up to city and city is like sunrise, right? Yeah. When you eat. And then I would sleep for like 12 hours and then it'd be like, oh, wow, look, this is easy. This is, this is so <laughs> this is easy. A breeze. <laughs> you start working, you start going to school, you start getting other things going on. I've gotten pretty good. I actually not, I've gotten pretty good. It was never that hard for me to like push through mm-hmm. and just like keep at it because one, I think when you're working and you're doing something productive that helps you pass the time yeah. in and of itself. And then, like, for me in particular, like, working out. Look, the trick is, one, don't nap. Uh, I Listen, do not nap during the day. You will wake up two you hours will later wake confused. Up, <laughs> you will wake up very confused. You're going to be too groggy. Just work out, like, an hour and a half or so before you're going to eat. Mm-hmm. And don't do – obviously, you should change what you're going to do with the workout. Don't do anything where you're lifting insanely heavy. Um, unless you like have already built up that strength and like nervous system strength, you know, just do something where you're like moving, moving and grooving, stay loose, stay moving, just keep your heart rate up, keep it going, keep pushing. Don't stop. I mean, stop, 
take rest. Okay, I should I should rephrase that. But don't like ever take yourself out and sit on a bench or chair and look at your phone because then it's gonna hit you. Yeah. If you do that for more than like two minutes, it's gonna hit you. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. If you're on your feet the entire time, you just gotta keep moving. Keep moving, you'll be good. Which and also that should just be true of like working out in general. Don't ever sit down for too long. Then you're gonna get lazy. Yeah. Um, but that's usually how I do it in terms of my scheduling. It's it's more or less the same. There is like a week. There, there, it goes in ways with Ramadan. Like you have to there's the adjustment period. Then you hit like this the the, the peak. The you're peak. like, okay, I'm 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 in it. I'm and doing well. Then your energy your reserve energy levels are just depleted for the last like week and a half and it's it's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think um I think the hardest part about Ramzan is definitely the scheduling, right? Because we live in a Western country where Ramadan is just like a separate thing for them. They hear about it from their Muslim people, and that's that's literally all they know. But in Muslim countries, Ramzan literally takes over the entire Oh yeah. Like shops open up later, they close in the middle of the day. Everything opens late, and they really set their entire society's routine around that. So it's more fun. It's better. You're more engaged. I think we we go against the grain with this kind of routine. It's capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> capitalism, Islamophobic, it's capitalism. But um, no, I think I think when I really do think about this, especially leading up to this 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 year, I was doing a lot of like introspection and like thinking about how I'm going to, you know, change up my routine and go about this. And I just came to a realization that Ramzan's not supposed to be easy. Like, yeah. it's not yeah. supposed to be easy. Fasting is hard. Staying up late for Travia and after you haven't ate all day and you're dehydrated and you've just, like, stuffed your face so now your body's just focused on digesting that food. Within this month, you learn so much discipline within yourself, and like every other like urges you might have, like impulsive urges, and like you know different different kinds of feelings you might have, all get subdued because one, you're not eating, you're not drinking, so your energy level is low. So whatever kind of impulse that you moved on beforehand, it really gets to a really low level. So you really get that control over yourself, realizing that it's supposed to be hard and tough, and it's not like there's no shortcuts to this helps me kind of pass the time. It's like, it's okay. Like, it's supposed to be hard. I'm I'm doing it. It's like the bigger picture of this it makes it easier for me. And secondly, I think the hardest thing, which I will kind of piggyback off of what you said, it's same thing, like food and water. Like, I, I can go with that. I can push through that because that's like physical stuff. But I think it's the offset reactions that I have from not drinking water and not, not, not eating food. And that's like slowed brain function. I feel that, maybe I feel that more than others, but I feel that to like a larger extent, like during the weekdays, like at 2, 3 p.m., like when I'm like working and stuff, like that's when like my brain functions. My brain feels like I need to like dump some water on my brain because like my thought process is slow, my reaction is slow, like I'm not focusing well. I think that's the hardest part. And that, that obviously has to do with like being in the Western world, working a nine to five, and like, you know, that, this is a very demanding job within like your brain usage. Um, so I think that's the hardest part for me. And this year, like really going to try to manage myself really well, try, try to eat better too, not like stuff my face with like 13 pakore yeah. at the end of the day, <laughs> because that messes you up. And I lost seven pounds, seven to eight pounds last year, like actual, like not just water weight, but like I, I looked skinny and I, that was kind of concerning. So like the, the end of it, like, I think like the last five days, I probably fasted for like three or four of them mm -hmm. and i was like you know what like i need to like get myself because i was like feeling really bad like yeah. physically and like i was kind of sickly <laughs> i was a sickly little boy i think the point you made about that ramadan is hard mm -hmm. 
and that pushes you through because you know it's difficult is really important because I don't understand why people and it's not specific to this, but it's it's like in general why you would like if you're a Muslim and you fast and you complain all the time and you don't pray and you you like you half you do you do half the work right you don't put in the full effort i don't understand why you're doing it at that point yeah and this is not a you're not a real muslim bit this is a you're doing yourself a disservice you're doing yourself a disservice because like religion a disservice yeah you're making yourself your life way more difficult yeah and you're not doing it for like any real reason other than like i'm doing it because everybody else in the community is doing it right now if your heart's not in there don't do it yeah you know i feel that way with um with prayer sometimes Mm -hmm. like there's sometimes like i've been praying a lot more recently in general there's sometimes where i just won't pray because like i know i'm not like obviously you should push yourself to do certain things but like if if i know like i'm really not in the mood i'm really not in the mind space for it i won't do it because i'm gonna be rushing through it yeah i'm not gonna be like concentration won't be there my concentration won't be there my dua will be super short like i just won't put any intent behind this like it's meaningless at that point yeah i'm just doing it to do and check the box and say like look i did it i'm like a good person it's like there's no intent behind it you should always do things with intent Mm -hmm. so you know, if you're Muslim and you don't fast for Ramadan, that's fine. Don't yeah. like I, I'm literally I'm not saying anything about that. It's your life. Your relationship with God is your relationship with God. But if you're gonna do it, know that like the whole premise of it is that it is difficult. Yeah, it is showing sacrifice. It is showing like discipline. Yeah. If you're not willing to put up for that, yeah, that's okay. Just don't do it and and suffer and become like moody and grouchy mm-hmm. and like miserable because of it. Yeah. You know. I'll go back to like a hadith from the Prophet. He said that if a person leaves this month. With just hunger and thirst, he has failed. You know what I mean? Like, that, this month is just so much more than just starving yourself. It's that you starve the body and feed the soul. That's how I put it, right? Yeah. So, if you are just leaving this month without, with just hunger and thirst, then you haven't really done yourself a service because there are there's so much blessing and so many barakah in this month that you can just achieve. And there's also, like, another hadith that says, like, if if the believer knew how much barakah is in this month, they would never waste a second of it. They would like stand all day in prayer because like it's like multiplied so many times. So you know that that's what I think. It's like if you're if you're gonna do it, I think you should do it right. Or if you're or at least have the intention of doing it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, we're, we're not saying you have to like okay. You you hit all, all five, five prayers da, 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 and no. always go for a thrive and do it perfectly. Like no, that's that's like a big ask. But you should aim for it. Yeah, you should aim for it with purpose and intent. And if you feel like, dang, I really can't do it today. I really like like I got too much going on. Then take the day off. It's okay. Yeah. Like you are a work in progress. People exactly. are imperfect. God is not gonna you know come down on you and be like, oh you yeah, you didn't get a hundred percent. Yeah, especially if you have good reasons for it. Like I think like if you're making good intent to be a better like increase your iman and whatnot over the day and you know get better at it. I think that's what it is. What I want to do for this Ramzan for myself is I've obviously read the Quran before, right? Mm-hmm. Like as growing up, like we read it multiple times, like we learned it. But there was an there was a there was a khutbah that our imam, our local imam here, was saying that. Do something different this this Ramzan. If you've read the Quran multiple times, if you read it like last Ramzan, maybe read it with translation. Understand it more. Learn some new different things. Like read something else. Like he's not he's not he's not saying like don't read the Quran. He's saying read the Quran, but maybe read it with the translation this time and like set something new for yourself. Yeah. Like you're you're blessed enough to make and see this month again. Don't repeat the same thing that you've yeah. been doing. Even though that's there's nothing wrong with it, but like you were saying, like. 
I don't just want to pray to just like check off a box. I want to, I want it to be meaningful. Yeah. And I talked about this with my mom the other day. She was like, someone like go, you know, read the Quran a little bit for today. And I was like, okay, I will. And then she was like, no, no, do it now. And I was like, I was kind of hangry. So I was like, mama, like, <laughs> I was like, listen, I, like, I'm, I honestly, like, I don't want to read the Quran that I've yeah. already read because like, it's really like, I've had that Quran for a very long time, but it's like, I want to understand what I'm reading at this point. Yeah. You know? And that, that way it's going to be a lot more meaningful to me. It's going to be a lot, it's going to be a lot bigger connection for me. And I'm actually going to understand the beautiful verses because I've read the translation of like Surikaf and like other, other Sudas. And when I read them, I'm like, holy smokes, like this is what I'm reading when I'm praying. You say holy smokes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't say holy when you read those translations and you're like, okay, this is what I'm saying when I'm standing right before my sajda mm-hmm. and all this. And like, I'm standing in front of Allah. Like, you're like, oh my God, like this is a conversation. This is so much more in depth and more meaningful than just sitting there and like reciting a surah that you don't know. So that's my goal. My goal is to run, read, read the Quran with translation this year and also just learn a couple of new surahs, like, you know, add to my arsenal and whatnot. Okay, so my goals are one. I I do need to read because I I've done it before. Like I always start reading. I mean, I've read the whole Quran before, but never like during Ramadan. Yeah, uh, I would always start, but then I just wouldn't follow through with it. So I do need to do that. Granted, I've already missed a day. I mean, the first subhat is incredibly short, so yeah. I'll get through it real quick. Uh, I do want to read it with translations, and that's also this is kind of a side point. I don't completely understand what the purpose of reading the if you don't know what what you're reading right like for example if you grew up in america or like if you're not arab it's in arabic right mm-hmm. you don't know what you're reading like you you're you're reading you phonetically you you know what you're saying but like you can't you translate in your head it. so it's like i don't completely understand the reasoning behind that like for my kids like cause first time i read like obviously it was fully in arabic and then my mother saw would jump in and be like oh this means that but yeah like, like, only here only, and there yeah exactly like, for my kids, I'm going to make sure that when they read it, it's like, you have a full translation on the side. Because otherwise, like, if you don't know what you're reading, especially when you're young, it's like, you don't know why you're doing it. It just seems like it's a chore. Yeah. And I think that maybe that can cause, like, that, again, feeding into this idea that you need to do things with intent and purpose. I want my kids to know why they're doing it instead of, like, Dad, why am I reading it? Because you have to, because you're Muslim. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know what I'm reading. It's like, o- I, that's exactly. a good argument. Son. I've always been told, like, you, like, it's, you're, as a Muslim, you're supposed to finish the Quran once. Like, yeah. you're supposed to read it, and you're supposed to read it in Arabic because that was the language that it was brought down on. Even yeah. if you don't understand it, you still get swab. You still get yeah. good deeds and blessings when you read the well, Quran. Well, read it in Arabic, but, like, have an accompaniment with it. Yeah, yeah, say. that's what yeah. I'm saying. But, like, to, to that point you said about, you know, like, why read something you don't like understand it's that that's what i've always been told and that's what i kind of prescribe by and i get it like if that's like the sacred text like mm-hmm. just reading it is but you should 110 percent. like i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do the same thing where like with my kids and myself like i want to read it with translation so i yeah. actually understand i want to end with a story hmm. and the story is only relevant because it happened during ramzan okay it's nothing muslim or fasting re- barely okay. barely right <laughs> This just happened in the month. This happened in the month. I think I told you the story. This was in 2018 or 17, I think. Maybe. So we were still friends. We, we were friends at that point. We were, yeah, we were friends. Yeah, we were okay, friends. Okay. Um, I was meeting up with some friends for Seri. Because, you know, Muslims do that sometimes. You go out at like 3 4 a.m. and get a big old breakfast right. brunch. We were going to Blue Moon. Oof. Yeah, right? So Blue Moon's open that early? One of them on the weekends, one of them is open 24-7. Huh. So That's we might to have know. to. <laughs> That's good to know. I'm just saying, we might have a work meeting there. Right. Um, so I was going to meet up with my friends, 
and I was going to drop my car off at their apartment complex and I would carpool with them, mm-hmm. right? So I go, because they were visiting their parents. And I go, put my car there, and I assume, they said like, okay, we're done, we're ready, right? So I assumed that meant they were like in the car, okay? And so I see what I think, because they had just recently got a new car, they're married. Right. They had just recently got a new car. It was like a black SUV. It's like, okay, it's a black SUV. It's like pulling out as soon as... Like, I parked right next to it, and it's the same car. Right. And it starts pulling out, right? And I'm like, okay, we're ready to go. So I just get out my car. You don't hop in just, just hold on. <laughs> no, 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 it's worse. It's worse. It's worse. I get my bag as I'm staying overnight with them, too, right? right? And I'm like walking over towards... And the car, like, pulls out and starts, like, making the turns and it pointed towards the exit, right? And I start walking towards the car. The car starts moving. I'm like... All right, bro. All right, that's funny. Real funny. Real funny. Right? And I started like walking. They keep going. It's like, bro, I'm not. They're terrified I'm, right now. I'm, we don't know what's happening right now, right? And I'm like, come on, bro. Let me just get in. The car starts going faster and faster and faster. I'm like, start sprinting after the car. Okay. And real impressive. I kept up with it. Kept up. I outtake the car. I outpace the car. Dang. And I get to the driver's window. The friends I'm meeting with are Desi. They're South Asian, right? Right. I get to the driver's window. I'll look to my right. It is a black man who looks horrified of me. <laughs> <laughs> and the second I see him, and you're like, I just stop. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and then the I swear the timing could not have been, the comedic timing could not have been better. The second the car like just keeps going and I stop, I hear my friends yell. Sad, what are you doing? And I look, and why they just a- stepped out of their parents' place. Why are you attacking some why? random car? And I was like, I thought that was you. And it, it was not even the same car. It was just like night. And okay. I, could, I just didn't remember what car it was. Listen, if I was that car, <laughs> there there are reasonable people because they were running away from this big dude with a beard, probably a hoodie on. Just, I probably had a hoodie on. Yeah, no way. I would have <laughs> definitely ran you over, honestly. All right, we're going to hop off our religious philosophical horse and not talk about Ramadan anymore. And we're going to jump back into good old faithful, dear prudence. Hitting the advice columns. Dirty laundry. Advice columns. Dirty laundry here is back once more. And uh, the first one's a doozy. So the caption is, help. My husband wants me to pretend to be someone else we know during sex. (laughs) All right. My husband and I have resolved to be more open about our sexual desires after a long, dry spell, which has really revitalized all aspects of our relationship and made us much happier. We often dress up during sex, which is really fun, but recently he confessed his desire that gave me pause. He wants me to dress up as a casual acquaintance of ours. He wants to call me by her name and for me to wear a very particular kind of clothing she wears. I'm not sure what to think of this. I'll tell you after this. I think it's kind of gross and also suggest he'd rather be sleeping with her. Then again, maybe I should be glad he's not and he's making do with what he's got. Jeez. In quotation, me. What should I do? Also, that, that last sentence, man, is sad. That's hard. Like, he is sad. That woman is sad, man. Oh, my God. He's, she's, he's making do Am with I what he's got. Am I good enough for you? So go take this before I, before I take it. <laughs> All right. Let, let, let's zoom in on a key detail here. They had a long dry spell before this happened. This man was cheating. This man was this man either <laughs> was cheating or he's been really wanting to cheat. He he is not attracted to you. Yeah. He's not attracted to you whatsoever. Yeah. He hates you. <laughs> he hates you so much. He's like, why can't you be like Debbie? Right. This, the casual acquaintance. We <laughs> we play 
Cards Against Humanity with her in the, in the guys sometimes, and she looks at me when she uses a, a certain card combination, and it just riles me up, and you haven't done she that in She just years. gets me going more than you, babe. That's, that, that's honestly what it is. It's yeah. like this woman who he wants you to dress up as just gets him going more than you. Go on her Instagram and see, see how many of her pictures he's, he's liked. liked. Yeah, please. You, you got you to gotta be on the lookout for is that. Is he commenting on her pics too? Because that that's going to be a red flag right How there. many times has he liked her story? Is he just following her at this point? Like, you go to his following, and he's, like, he's not even following, following you. One. He's not even following you. He's just following this one chick who, he like, okay, listen, listen. Is he, like, is there something to be said that he's being open? Like, hey, can you dress up as her? I mean, there is something to be said. Listen, about is that, that commendable I, for a dude to do? <laughs> I think sure. Like that dude has some balls. It's brave. Because I it's very, never do that. I would never have the if I wanted to do that. I would not even have the courage. No, to do not that. at all, dude. Just go watch some porn. Go beat off in yeah. the bathroom. Look or something. for like, somebody who looks like her on porn. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Find somebody who looks like that. Fulfill your desires. Get a POV video. Yeah. Yeah. Of that other lady. Just do that and never tell your girl about this because that's heartbreaking to be like, oh, he he's attracted to someone we know. What if <laughs> one day I'm going to, when I'm married uh-huh. and I'm in a loving marriage, but we need to spice things up a little bit. <laughs> and you're like, we need a third. Uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm going to tell her. Put on this Tom Brady jersey. Be <laughs> <laughs> share. Grab this microphone. We're going to take it back to the old days. We're going to role play. You make your girl role play a hot play. pocket podcast, the good old days. All right, do a sound test right now. <laughs> That's not a mic. That's, not- <laughs> That's, not a mic. That's a boo. Talking to my. Oh, yeah, no, look. I don't know. My my advice to this lady would be, uh, she, uh, there's there's another section where she's like, I'm kind of thinking about it, you know, like it, it might be better because we have, you know, we've dressed up and whatnot. But lady, let's be honest. He wants to fuck this lady. Yeah. He wants to give it to her bad. And he's he's so bad that he's giving you the option of dressing up as her to make your guys' sex life a little bit more like spunky or like have more heat in it. I think you, you know what she should do? She should hit him back up and be like, can you dress up as your dad? And can I call you your dad's name? Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's that, what she that's should do. Move. Or like her or her or his brother or like someone close to him. I think that's, I think you should hit him back. Cause I don't think that's fair for one person to be like, I want you to dress up as this hot girl that we know. Modern problems require modern solutions. Yeah. And, and here at Hot Pocket, we're all about solution finding. And we got multiple here. One, as Cher pointed out, turn the tables. Whoop. Uno reverse. I dress up. I'm you. Dress up as your father. Dress up as our son. Mm-hmm. Dress up as our whomever. <laughs> <laughs> dress, dress up, up as, as our son. son. <laughs> All right. Number two. You kill the woman he wants you to dress up as. You take her skin. You wear it. You traumatize him. He's never gonna want to do that again. And also, there oh, is a sixty-four percent chance that he'll be so enamored by that power play. This will resolve all the issues of, like, unattractiveness. And she'll be dead, so he can't find her attractive anymore. Number three, just invite that woman as a third. Oof. Just just keep it simple. If and I'm th- a girl, I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah. I'm not letting my this, husband get, like, that one up. Do though. this one if you're looking for a reason to go back into therapy. You want to go back <laughs> into a padded room, all right? You do this, and you give yourself an opportunity during the the devil's tricycle <laughs> to step out a little bit and see like if he makes an effort to bring you into the action right. or if he's just focused on yeah. little Debbie. You know what I would do? I'd be like, hey, husband, babe, we we need a third. What do you think? He's going to be like, great. I know just a girl. And you're like, oh, no, I was thinking a guy. 
then see how he reacts. Because seeing seeing your girl get hammered by another dude, that probably has to be like some wild shit. Like, and some people are into that, which is I never understood. Maybe 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 he is. Maybe this guy's a freak. But I guess like I don't think that's it. No, no, no. He he not. just he just wants to cheat. Yeah, no, he wants to cheat. Like, that, that's to all cheat. it is. He wants to cheat. And, like, that dry spell that you were speaking of, that man was probably cheating. I would I would check up on that, to be honest. Maybe she, this woman's ugly. Oh, yeah, actually, another option. Get hot. Yeah. I, I, have we considered this woman is not attractive? Yeah, but also, then that means her husband's not attractive either because he can't get he can't get it on the side. If I feel like if an attractive dude wants to cheat, like, he can cheat because he's attractive, right? This dude, obviously, he can't... That's another, that's another thing. I think this dude's a lame and he can't cheat on his wife because he's oh. too ugly. So he's like, babe, can you please dress up as her so I can get my, like, desire in? This is the beta adultery move. This, yeah, this, this, is, this, is, this is some beta shit. This is some soy milk drinking couple right here. Don't you eat vegan protein? Listen, sir, you <laughs> stay out of my business. Moving on to our second one. My Christian brother's crusade to save me is getting scary. I've told he and his wife to drop it, but the harassment never ends. Dear Prudence, I'm a 40-something-year-old woman in a long-term loving relationship with another woman. It took me decades to come out to my family, and to my surprise, they were all very incredibly supportive and welcoming of my partner and me. With one major exception, my older brother and his wife, who are self-proclaimed Christians who seem to think it's their job to convert the rest of us. They have no they have made no secret of their homophobia and I receive messages throughout the year about how they've praying how they're praying for me. I finally told them to leave me alone and thought that that was that. Apparently I was wrong. My sister-in-law continues to harass me via text. I've tried blocking them, emailing them for the empteenth time, telling them to leave me alone, etc. What other resources do I have? As an aside, I've never I've not told my parents about this because they would be so hurt. I'm starting to wonder if I maybe should. You know what you should do? You should convert to Islam and practice Ramadan and like just leave your family for the for for all good things. Um, oh no, but the, okay, hold on. The brother and sister in law would never let her go. Then oh, you're yeah. a gay Muslim. Yeah, they're oh. going against everything they stand okay, for. Uh, okay, let's be real. I want you to imagine. This woman recites the Shahada, yeah. and she tries to go to the mosque, and, and there is a, a, a presumably white, gay, convert Muslim. Who's, Listen, like, praying with the men? You are not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Allah the Ummah is going to welcome you particularly well nah, either. Probably not. You're going to be on, you're going to get on everyone's bad side. I think I think majority of the Ummah might be leaning towards the brother. Oh, yeah. They're back. Like, <laughs> he's got a point. <laughs> Listen. I'm not for snitching, but you got to do what you got to do to get somebody off your back, get the parents involved, title tale on them, tell them, because here's the thing, some people are so, and certainly with like religious people, this is way more common, but there's definitely a thing where people have their own moral system and moral caliber, and they force that onto other people. Yeah. Right? And they assume like, oh, well, actually, I'm helping you because this is how I would do something or this is what I would do. Christianity more than others. Christianity, yeah. Christianity <laughs> particularly loves... I mean, really, yeah. Christianity particularly loves that stuff. Uh, but I think that's pretty common. This kind of dynamic is not uncommon outside of like a religious context, I think, where people have their own worldview and they assume everybody has to abide by it. And so they get kind of judgmental 
Like if someone's mm-hmm. very judgmental, and then maybe they'll make passive aggressive remarks about it to people about like, oh, well, maybe you should do this actually. Like imagine hypothet just hypothetically, <laughs> you're a member of a religion where tattoos are technically not allowed, right? Yeah, technically, yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, just hypothetical. I just and you are meeting up with some friends. And your tattoo is visible, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe friends is too generous of a term. Right. Like you're in a in, in a in a queen <laughs> it could be in a Nando's. <laughs> it could be in a Nando's, and then you, somebody notices your tattoo, and you and you you've had like okay conversation with this guy, but you're not like crazy close. And then they make a comment like, "Oh, you know, I wouldn't get that. You know, yeah, I would never do that. I would Yes, I just don't understand why you would do that. Don't don't do it. Don't do that." Yeah. I agree. You know what? I have I have a backstory to uh, this guy who's like her brother, who's her brother. I know why he's so against gay people. Uh-huh. He's homophobic as heck. Yeah, I think he's closeted one, and mm. secondly, he's like fighting those demons inside because when he when they were all young, because this is forty years old, they're forty, right? Yeah, thirty six years ago when they were four years old, they used to go to like their local church. The priest was a nice priest. He was really, oh, you know, no. really into that family. Specifically, he was like, this young man is going to be a great Christian. Sir, I, I want to take you to the back room real quick and, like, preach to you alone, my good boy, who was, like, four years old. And he got, like, ravaged by like, the out. priests. Like, ravaged through them. Like, this is, like... This is all I mean. I was going to make another priest and baby boy analogy, but, like, yeah, he... Like, I think this man was, like, physically molested by... A priest and then grew up hating himself for it and then also secretly liked it and now he's like oh my sister's gay because that gene runs in the family i guess yeah. and they're like you know what i gotta i'll pray this out of you like i prayed it out of myself i think that's that's the backstory to this and the whole time in senior year of high school he really wanted to suck her <laughs> dates. Yeah. He was, and she didn't want to, though. Yeah, she they didn't just want swap. to. Yeah. Should, like, listen, I'll suck that could have been you a great. That, that could have been a great friendship. Great sibling bonding experience. Yeah. Like, hey, listen, you take some and I take some. All yeah. right, you, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Yeah, but, okay, honestly speaking, I think religious people do tend to overstep their boundaries, yes. especially with, like, family members. Like, you know, it's like, oh, you should be doing this. Like, it's my duty wrong. to save you. Yeah, it's not. It's like that Rami uh, episode with um, Uncle Nassim where he, like, every, every time he comes over, he's always, like, commenting on why his sister's not wearing the hijab or, like, why she's wearing jeans and oh, stuff right, like that. Right. It's like just because your family doesn't give you the right to comment on someone else's appearance or what they how they live their life. That's and my the whole opinion. time, Uncle Nassim was... Yeah, <laughs> getting some at the gym. <laughs> literally, this is Uncle Nassim, bro. <laughs> this is literally Uncle Nassim. But that's that's the thing. It's like I don't think people have the right to tell other people how to live their life. I think you can maybe early on stages when she came out and like as a brother, maybe he was like concerned. Was like maybe this isn't you. Like let me let me see if I can help you. But then once the person is like, no, 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 this is who I am. Like everything. You got to like let it go, right? Yeah. Like you know, you can't force it. Like I don't know what Christianity says about like their religion, but like in Islam, like you can tell somebody the good word, but you can't force it down their throat. And that's that's where I'll end with this. I think dude is definitely gay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean, I, yeah, probably. Actually, I I don't know. I sometimes I think like that whole stereotype is overblown but then the number of stories keep coming out i'm like it's like those senators who are like super anti-gay and yeah. whatnot and then they get found in a motel they all with have like, like a, a boy gay prostitute they, they yeah. hide or something <laughs> i think i think that's enough right yeah yeah this, this this was this was fun this was like a little bit different we were gonna go a little bit more in depth maybe next week we will about like a certain topic yeah. but um 
We need, we need to recalibrate with like we definitely need to recalibrate the, the first week of everything you know so um we're, we've we've talked about it maybe there'll be like a only two episodes for this month depending because ramadan is a bit it's not just like the like it's taxing on you it's also like a stars and stuff yeah like you have the time schedule is very, very time different. schedule gets really messy so we'll see i mean I, i'm hoping we can do like including this one too yeah i don't I think to, i think we will i think we can definitely yeah do i think we can it's just uh we just have to find the right groove and the right like time to do it yeah i think like this time was like you coming over like 2 two thirty, or like this time is good because we still kind of have some energy yeah i think yeah. too close we might be too too much thinking about food and stuff although that is fun because then we get to go get food after for us it's better for you guys you get a worse product yeah <laughs> so we, how do we balance this out it's a balancing act that's what it is and in the event that we uh miss another episode for this month i mean we'll probably make an announcement yeah, i should have made it we should have made an announcement yeah. last time uh, but if we don't and you guys don't reach back out and ask us how we're doing. We're canceling it. <laughs> we're canceling this whole shindig before all the promises about video and all that stuff. Right. Anyways, we're signing off. This has been Hot Pocket episode 40. This is Saad. This is Jerry R. And we'll catch you all soonish. At some point. At some point. Fly me to the